Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Murray from What Culture. Yes, he pulled the short straw this week to look ahead to tonight's episode <laughs> of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Andy Murray to look at, to preview Monday Night Raw. I was going to say look forward to Monday Night Raw. God, no. Uh, it is, of course, the Hell in a Cell Go Home show. I have something I'm really excited to talk to you about regarding last week's show and how that's going to play into this week. But before we get to that, how are you feeling about Raw tonight, Andy? <laughs> um, in, weirdly intrigued. Um it's, but it's not like, oh, this card looks amazing. Everything's so hot at the moment. Everything's so popping. It's more like the, the late career WCW kind of kind of level of intrigue. Like mm. what kind of wacky nonsense are they going to pull next, particularly after that show closing angle last week? I truly envy anyone who's able to summon kind of genuine enthusiasm for this show at the moment because, you know, you, you expect a level of standards from from modern pro wrestling, even from WWE, which hasn't always been the most creatively exciting over the past few years. You at least hope for an okay show, but it's on such a lowly run. I mean, really for the past year or so, that for a lot of us who've been maybe watching this a long time, it's very, very difficult to summon any positive emotions. Um, I'm here. Um, at least one thing on this card looks like it could be quite good. Um mm. I'm, of course, talking about Lily, uh, but the, the show is the show, isn't it? I mean, the, the, there's a reason we joke about like not wanting to review it and not wanting to preview it every week. It's, mm. uh, and I consider myself doing my colleagues, Michael, Sidwick and Hamlet, a favor here by relieving them of that burden. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm not overly excited, but uh, that's the answer you expected. So here we go. Yeah. Hamlet having a day off today and Sidgwick just going, can Trick. I just talk about Takeover and Dynamite instead, effectively? Um, I will say this. The three things I use the phrase morbid fascination every seemingly week on this podcast. <laughs> the three things that we know is happening on tonight's show, that being Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles and RK Bro versus Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Two of the three, I should say are genuinely really good and you sense 
you know, there'll probably be shenanigans around McIntyre and Styles, but okay, bro, and and you know, two against two thirds of the new day. The singles versions of these have been really good. So looking forward to that. And Eva Marie returning to Monday Night Raw tonight. I mean, I know we're meant to preview it, but I have no idea what to expect. But as I said, it's the Hell in a Cell go-home show. Uh, two matches so far from Monday Night Raw, we know, confirmed for Hell in a Cell. Obviously, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley inside Hell in a Cell uh, for the WWE Championship. But also Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, which... I don't think it's hyperbolic to say, Andy, has been one of the worst builds this year. Yeah, it really has. It, it's such a strange thing with these two because coming out of last year, obviously, it was a great disappointment to a lot of people that Rhea Ripley lost. And then the way her character changed after the loss and like kind of sapped what little badassery was kind of remaining about that character for a while. Um the story was right there for this mm. year, though. Like, it was so easy. You beat me last year. You took my title. Well, I'm the champion now. I'm going to beat you this year. It, like, there's no need to overcomplicate pro wrestling when a simple, good story that people would connect with because they were upset that Rhea lost last year. Uh, when it's right there in front of you, you've got to take it. You don't muddy the waters by getting Nikki Cross in and doing these beat-the-clock challenges and making her look like a geek because she celebrates not losing with the same fervor as someone who's just won the, the UEFA Champions League. Um, and then you had the Ask Attack match last week, and they're dancing on the table and everything else, and they ran another of those can-they-coexist tag team storylines that they seem to do every single pay-per-view arc, uh, in some cases more than once. I just... <laughs> but we, I think we spoke about this on the podcast a few months ago, talking about how this was such a no-brainer. It was such an open goal, a really easy thing for them to book and book sensibly, and it would be really difficult for them to make a meal of it. But they have made a meal of it by incorporating all these outside elements. It's been completely needless. All you needed to do was give us four to five weeks of, you beat me last year, I'm going to beat you this year. No, you're not. Back and forth, brawls, promos, maybe put them on opposing sides of tag team matches. It's this kind of overcomplication that, that makes sports entertainment, quote-unquote, in the modern era such a chore, um, particularly as you can see every single beat coming. And um, it's the old caveat, right? WWE is not a good TV company at the moment on Monday nights, at the very least, but it is a good pay-per-view company. Mm. Um, even the B-level pay-per-views are generally not going to waste your time these days. Uh, you'll have one zombie here and there, but for the most part, the in-ring standards are quite high. So I've no doubt that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair will have a good match at the pay-per-view. Always the caveat with this. But it's just a shame that we've had to wade through weeks and weeks and weeks of just rubbish television to get to this point. It, it feels like they've taken every possible wrong decision. It's like, don't... Are we going to reference their history together and this, this, you know, how it affected Rhea Ripley so much last time and how she's on the main roster? This could be the beginning of the end of her almost. Nah, just have her be slightly less unbearable than Charlotte Flair. Right, we're going to do a beat the clock challenge. Should we have them win? No, have them lose. Rather than have them like murder jobbers each week and show how impressive they are in, you know, two minutes against someone, have them just, just lose track of how you win a beat the clock challenge or just 
you know, just, yeah, like you say, no one's come out. It's not like a Nikki Cross has suddenly established herself as a, well, she's obviously the next contender for whoever it is who emerges victorious. It's like, no, she's a goober. It's like you say, she celebrates a draw as a win, effectively, or like you say, winning on a technicality is this amazing thing for a former tag team champion, let's not forget. Um, yeah. Before we get into, you know, the the... WWE Championship stuff and, and McIntyre and Styles. I'm really worried they're going to say, well, there was no winner last week in the Umberto Carrillo Ricochet match. So inexplicably, despite the fact that they're just two dumbasses who did a Spanish fly up the apron and couldn't answer a 10 count, are they going to suddenly say, actually, it's a triple threat for Sheamus's United States title? Yeah, that seems like the direction to me. But... <laughs> This whole deal as well, it's it's kind of similar with Nikki Cross, where a lot of you know people who maybe haven't been as burned out by the show by watching it for 30 or uh, 20 odd years like we have, might look at it and go, oh, well, it's good that Ricochet and Umberto are getting TV time and all this stuff. And yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, these are people we want to see on TV, but not, do, not doing this. No. But <laughs> I would argue that not being on TV is better than being on TV and doing just back and forth silliness like this both guys ricochet in particular has just been presented as the most unlikable baby face <laughs> uh in the company the irony of his situation is that in this feud with heel sheamus he's actually just about as unbearable as babyface sheamus was back in the day when he was just <laughs> a big bully and this big bullish asshole and you know ricochet's here stealing hats and putting on coats and stuff it's like Who's rallying behind that? The digital video wall that Kevin Dunn controls with the yeah. push of a button, obviously. Um, yeah, no, you're bang on the money. I think that's exactly where they're going. They'll go for a triple threat. And I think, again, I think it'll be a good match. All three of those guys are really talented. And Sheamus is a really good base for the for the, the smaller, more athletic dudes. Um, but it's just so uninspired. It's like, you could have probably forecast the triple threat, like, I don't know, three or four weeks ago when Humberto first came back from his injury and everything. Um, and maybe they'll do a banana peel title defeat here. Maybe they'll have Humberto pin Ricochet the other way around and Sheamus has got to come back for his title. It's You're just connecting the dots with some of these storylines, aren't you? Um, mm. And again, the payoff is probably a good pay-per-view match. But uh, look, I'm going to have to sit and watch 10 to 15 minutes of content from these guys on Raw. So that's what we're previewing. And uh, yep, it's going to happen. And I'm sure it'll fill that airtime. That's what I'll say about it. This is exactly what I was going to move on to using that sort of segue next in terms of Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. What odds are you giving me on this match just having a straight one-on-one match with a with a clean finish, what or do you think there's going to be involvement from Bobby Lashley, obviously, and maybe even the new number one contenders for the tag team titles in the Viking Raiders to make it a, a six man that we can kill half an hour with? Oh, you reckon they're going to go for the old Teddy Long halfway through this? Let's make it a tag team match. Um, man, I, you're probably onto something with this. Anytime there's kind of a big highlighted singles match on on Raw or SmackDown. Always caveat it by saying there's a very high chance that this is not going to go to a finish or it's going to morph into something else because that's how WWE books. Um, whether that's good or bad, you can decide, dear listener, but I think you know what side of the fence we are on. <laughs> um, 
I do think there's maybe more of a chance of this getting a clean finish of Drew going over heading into the pay-per-view. Um, if they want to give him the fabled momentum, mm. which is a thing that exists, by the way, uh, heading into the pay-per-view, then I guess beating a guy like AJ Styles is a good way to do that. I did also notice um, that in the, the preview for Raw or in the news post that they wrote up on WWE.com to announce this match, they described this as a tune-up match. A tune-up match, which is... Really bizarre. This is the first time they've ever gone one-on-one, on, one on one, if I'm not mistaken. It's the first mm. time ever match in WWE, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Unless I'm forgetting something really obvious, which I'm sure people will let me know about. I mean, um, sing, a singles match. Did they have, didn't they have a ladder match in uh, TLC? Is that right? Entirely possible. Uh, my my brain is like Swiss cheese. So as far as like you know, a straight up singles match goes, I think this is the first one. Maybe I should have done my research. Unprofessional, bad job on my part. But uh, the idea that you would book this as a tune-up match on Raw is kind of bewildering to me a little bit. It's like so the model for WWE has changed, right? TV is now the revenue driver and the idea of throwing away big matches on TV isn't as relevant as it used to be because TV is worth more than pay-per-view. So it makes sense to put an amount of these big matches on TV, but you've kind of got to build to them, right? Not just throw them out there yeah. out of nowhere. Here's a name. And on top of that, it's Drew McIntyre, who has been one of the strongest pushed people in WWE for a year and a half now, or maybe even longer, opposite one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in AJ Styles. If you marketed that, if you gave it a few weeks, and if you built this before the pay-per-view, that could have been a ratings-drawing thing, potentially. People would look forward to that. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. it'll be a good match. But they could have made so much more of it, and I think that's a shame kind of an element of wwe these days that is often misunderstood the idea of you know it's on free tv what are they doing they could have popped the pay-per-view number well that doesn't matter because it doesn't make money on pay-per-view could make you know viewerships and increase ad revenue and everything else on tv but not in its current form and i think the thing about raw at the moment is that the saving grace for a lot of people is that oh well there'll be a good match somewhere and there, there usually is we've seen mm -hmm. it with kofi a lot recently in Xavier and everyone else. Uh, yeah, there usually is a good match on Raw at the moment. But the, the thing about these good matches on Raw is that it's a three-hour show. So your good match on Raw is kind of the equivalent of you're standing outside and as you're on the beach and a tsunami of piss washes over you for two hours and 45 minutes. The good match is the shower that washes the piss away at the end. But at the end of the day, the ocean is still made of piss and you're going to go back in it. How's that for an analogy? It's absolutely sensational because my mind was going like a bag of rebels, but there's only like one nice rebel in there. But instead, we've got the phrase tsunami of piss on this podcast. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, they did face off in a TLC match at TLC 2020. Okay. And then the Miz got involved and the cash in and all that bollocks. But there we yeah, go. on paper, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles should be great. Given time, I just always go into these with, you know, Paranoia and shenanigans are plenty, you sense, Andy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's uh, look, it's impossible to have any level of trust in, in this that it's 100% going to go to a finish because it's not how WWE operates. So, uh, I mean, I, I, it'll be good. It will be good. Look at these guys. Mm. But, but the booking is so rubbish. <laughs> Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere advertised for tonight's show, as we alluded to earlier, it is Team RK, bro, that being Riddle and Randy Orton, taking on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. For all the badness on Monday Night Raw, you said we've been having great matches, and I do like, A, the dynamic, aside from the whole, the imaginary key bollocks, but the dynamic between Riddle and, and Orton is, <laughs> is quite enjoyable for me. And... Yeah. Like you say, they're just banging some great stuff out with with Kofi and, and Xavier on a weekly basis. And this is a nice next logical step of <laughs> they've got the T-shirt now with the snake riding a scooter or whatever it is. And they've sort of stolen each other's moves. Now they need to be transitioning into an actual cohesive tag team unit. Yeah, they've uh, we've been seeing it for a few months. WWE have definitely um, come across something with with Riddle and, and Randy Orton. They have really good awkward, like deliberately awkward chemistry. Mm. Um, it's a good pairing. The contrasting characters is stark, uh, but these guys are so like deeply ingrained in their own characters that it can't really help but work. Mm. Um, it's a good little pairing. I like the idea of them both kind of learning little bits and pieces from each other. And yeah, the in-ring standards have been high, for sure. Uh, this is probably one of the better plotted things on the card. You know, Riddle is often a little bit too far on the side of wackiness, magic keys and everything else. Um, but when you pair that off against grumpy-ass Randy Orton, it kind of takes it down a little bit. It takes the, the edge off maybe some of the more overtly silly stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, this will obviously be good, right? I, I'm earnestly looking forward to this. I, I think they've done a really good job so far. Um, it's the kind of thing in WWE where, again, you can kind of pick out the booking steps. And like you said, this is a logical progression. But when the work is fun and the wrestlers are out there making the most of the material that's handed to them, as these four are very good at doing, um, it's something to look forward to on an otherwise barren, often otherwise barren, wrong. Uh, straightforward result here or possibly something to be hoid on Hell in a Cell off the back of something going down? Because we've talked about this being a pay-per-view match for a while, me and, and Hamflet. 
yeah, this this feels like a crap finish. Um, and yeah, just making noises. You've got to get some stuff on that Hell in a Cell card. So I would kind of see the purpose of that um, taken in isolation and removed from the other bad finishes that I'm sure will happen uh, <laughs> in wrestling this week across all shows. Uh, but yeah, I, stick it on the card. You know, let them do their thing in the ring. Um, remove it from some of the more shenanigan-based stuff we've seen on TV with distractions and, and everything else. And let them rip uh, one of the best tag teams in WWE history against, you know, Randy Orton and Riddle who have tremendous chemistry. I think it's a good pay-per-view match. And uh, yeah, I like this. I do like this act. I think it's uh, I think it's clicking. And I think WWE is on to something, um, particularly if they do find that chemistry and they keep them going uh, medium to long term. I'd rather this hoid on the pay-per-view than a needless triple threat for the United States Championship. Yeah. Uh, right, now we've got all the serious stuff out of the way. On to the fun stuff, Andy Murray. Eva Marie <laughs> returns to Monday Night Raw tonight. The evolution begins. And what form does it take, I suppose? Yeah, so she's she's finally making her grand... Uh, Live return after weeks and weeks of inspirational life coach evolution baby face stuff where she's like posing on cars one week and then saying, hey, I am going to wrestle the next after that report came out. Um, another report, and I'm terribly sorry, but I do not remember the source for this, but a, a report came out a few days ago talking about Eva potentially getting some muscle. Uh, it was Piper Niven and Mercedes Martinez were the names. Mm. That were mentioned, which is interesting. Piper Niven has fallen out of the contendership cycle a little bit in NXT UK. I don't think she's appeared since March. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, obviously, you know, maybe continuation of her feud with Zaylee after after takeover. Mm. Um, but they're obviously both very talented people, and you know, the idea of an annoying mouthpiece having like a uh, more powerful muscle character is classic pro wrestling. It's AJ Styles and Almas. It's Diesel and and, uh, and Shawn Michaels. It's Ra- Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. To give you another modern example, but I think that the end game for this is Emelina. Um, I think we're getting a repeat of that angle tonight, but on purpose. Emma obviously wasn't comfortable with that character so it was abandoned when she came to tv after months and months of vignettes with eva marie i think it's going to be deliberate because the thing about eva marie is that you use her to troll the audience Mm. use her to to piss people off and they're they've been good at that with her in the past history shows that through her feuds with asuka and bailey in particular um i think this whole baby face yeah evolution i'm going to inspire people you can do it don't give up I think all of that is going to be a big, big ruse. She's going to come out on Raw this week and just be an asshole in some way, be a troll, maybe get into it with one of your little work great favorites. That was always how they booked her best in the past. Uh, maybe she will have someone beside her, maybe a Piper Niven would maybe make more sense than Martinez, uh, mm-hmm. come to think of it. But um, that, that, that's how I see it going. Um, will that go over well in, in, in 2021? Well... Probably not on social media, but social media is a very small sample size. And on top of that, Vince can control the reactions in the Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> so that doesn't matter. But yeah, man, I, I, the whole thing just feels like a long troll job to me at this stage. Because if they do try and push her as a baby face, and as a manager at that, why? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? 
What's the point? It's Marie. You know what she's good at. It's 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 yeah. It, it, I mean, I know there's no crowds to to read, but read the room online. We all know how people feel about her. Like you say, um, it's also really difficult to book her against people. In terms of, you know, we sat there a while back and said, who's who's going to be fed to to Little Miss Bliss and 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 Lily early on? Because there's not a lot of like dead wood certainly now that you can feed to them. Yeah. And obviously we've worked out where that's going and we'll talk about that in a second. I was looking at the roster and thinking like, who's left on Raw? Like, Nikki Cross is already enough of a goober without her getting involved in all this. Yeah. Like, Mandy and Dana are still, as far as I know, doing tag team stuff. It's like Naomi's the only one. And I was like, well, don't give her Naomi because Naomi's great. <laughs> like, I'm, sh- I'm sure Naomi could drag something good out of her. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't anticipate her stepping between the ropes and, and having her first match tonight. Let's just say that. But um, yeah, yeah I, I like the idea of her representing someone. I mean, obviously, that uh, what's his name? Parker Boudreaux, uh, the, the yeah. second coming of Brock Lesnar. She's been linked with him in the past. I don't know whether that will be a thing or not. But I do like the idea of a, a Piper Moon or a Mercedes Martinez or both uh, being part of it. But yeah, they cannot come bring her in and be like, Come on, guys. Cheer.wav. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Even she knows exactly what she's doing. It's it's very clear with the vignettes that she's she's presented that at least I, I think that they get how she's going to be received by the WWE universe. But Lord knows at this point. But I'll tell you what, that is something I am genuinely looking forward to tonight. I'll wake up tomorrow morning at half six or whatever and think, oh, I've got to watch Raw, but... What on earth are they going to do with Eva Marie? So there is that, I suppose. And whatever is next for Shayna Baszler and Lily. Andy Murray, you described that as one of the worst Raw segments of all time last week. Is there anything to be salvaged from it? No. (laughs) (laughs) No? I mean, in short, no. No, no. I mean preface this every single time by saying hey look wrestling is subjective and if you enjoy this stuff more power to you fair play we all like different things and i'm not going to tell you you're wrong but to me this is just the dark worst of wwe programming it's um if i wanted to watch amateur high school level horror movies i would go on youtube and google amateur high school level (laughs) horror movies it's um we can't use oh they're making horror stuff on tv we can't use that as an excuse when it's this destructive and when it's this amateurish in its presentation and it makes somebody like Shayna Baszler who up until quite recently was a genuine contender for baddest woman on the maybe one of the toughest people on the planet period Mm. um given her MMA experience and her wrestling style and her lineage and everything else um yeah I, I I just don't see what you can do I don't see how you can come back from running away from a doll and then imitating the all-time ridiculed, awful Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior reflection in the mirror segment from WCW. That angle is rightly held up as one of the worst and most laughable in pro wrestling history. And WWE have done the exact same thing, except it's worse because it's not a wrestler in the window. It's a stuffed toy. I I don't possibly see how you can push this. Short of taking the entire plan for this Alexa Bliss character and putting it in the shredder, starting again, just 
deleting all of it from history, um, which you can't do because people have memories. Hmm. I don't see a single way you can go back to this. Um, I thought the perfect way to handle the Elizabeth character in the real world, among other wrestlers, was at the Royal Rumble when she came out and Rhea Ripley just kicked her ass. Went, what are you doing, you child? Get lost. <laughs> like that, that for me was the best way to do it. I don't think this is an act that should be taken seriously on any level near the top of the card. I don't think it should be presented as something that people are afraid of. It, just, it breaks my brain talking about this stuff because to me, it's not professional wrestling. Um, WWE has made it very clear. Nick Khan reiterated this a couple of months ago that they don't see themselves as a wrestling company. They're a content company. They're a media company. Um, but we are paid to analyze this show on a wrestling level, and that's what we'll continue doing. We're not going to sit here going, hey, this got good engagement on YouTube, so <laughs> guess we're wrong. Um, I could mean that millions of people wanted to tune in and see how dumb it was. Um, I'm, I've run out of ways to kind of pick this apart. It, it's really tough to to just sit here and go, it's bad, it's this and that, and the next thing, when WWE does that work for you by putting this on air in the first place. Mm. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I suspect we'll get some more cinematic wackiness this week. Maybe The Fiend will come back and oh. change Shayna so that she can beat, uh, beat someone who's playing a literal child on TV. Maybe we'll actually get a match, you know. Like, maybe at Hell in a Cell we'll get one of those wacky matches that Alexa did with Randy Orton where she pulls girders down from the sky and shoots fireballs and maybe brings the zombies back. Who knows? Maybe Dave Bautista has another movie to present uh, to promote ahead of the show. What can I say, man? Stuff's not for me. It's hard not for me. And uh, I think they've buried themselves into a hole that's going to cave in on them. Yeah, not really for any of us here at What Culture, if we're perfectly honest. I genuinely don't know what's worse now. If they show up this week and just no-sell the fact that she was in a well, pitch black room by the end of it all, screaming for her life, being haunted by a doll that can appear in a cracked mirror. If they just carry on and go, well, that's how the show ended, but here's Shayna Baszler walking backstage, you know, contractually obliged, of course, to show up for work. And what happened? How did she get out of that room? How was she affected by it? Never mind all that. She's got a, you know, generic match to look forward to. Or, like you say, if they go the opposite way and they announced... I don't know. In a, uh, hang on one second. Let me just. And a Little Miss Bliss's playground <laughs> match for, for Helena Cell with, with all the spooky bollocks. And Baszler kicks her ass like she should, but the doll appears and that throws her off. And that allows, I don't know, Bliss to get a sodding roll up. Yeah. What's next for Shayna Baszler and Lily and Alexa Bliss is uh, just more stuff that. I have to describe as divisive when yeah, it's very polite. Matable. Yeah, you're a very polite man. Um, but divisive is the right word for it. There are people who are into this. The problem for me with all of this stuff is that it breaks the universe for me. Mm. Um, suspension of disbelief goes out the window. I can't believe in a, a grown former 
champion running away from a stuffed old man. Like, that's impossible for me to personally buy into. And, you know, a common defense to all of this is, but The Undertaker. Well, I didn't like The Undertaker's supernatural stuff as well. When I remember The Undertaker, I'm going to remember him for throwing McFoley off the top of Hell in a Cell. I'm going to remember the amazing matches with Shawn Michaels and mm. CM Punk at WrestleMania and everything else. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah, remember that time he embalmed whoever the hell or, or, or teleported or shot lightning out of his bum? No, that stuff's not for me either, man. Yeah, it's consistency for sure. Um, I have no use of this supernatural junk. Um, you've got to go back to a proper wrestling storyline at some point if you want to hook me back in, but they've gone too far now. You can't just suddenly click your fingers and, hey, we are wrestling again. And Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler are going to have a gosh darn good wrestling yeah. match. It's that okay. you've crossed. The Rubicon, the, fre- the Rubicon, what the hell is that? That's a fruit juice. You cross the threshold. Yeah, yeah. absolutely delicious. Uh, but you jumped the shark, you, you've kicked the bucket, and now uh, I, 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 my own hope with these segments every single week is that it will be late career WCW and that <laughs> it's this kind of thing where it's just so silly, you have to laugh at it. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's, oh, I'm gonna, gosh, I'm going to post a mildly heated tweet tears so that people with fiend avatars don't come for me um but sometimes it is a good laugh and you just kind of sit back and go oh my god um the problem with us of course well, being in the uk is that we don't have the luxury of being able to watch this show with alcohol which would greatly enjoy <laughs> uh, greatly enhance our enjoyment of this content we can't exactly sit there and crack open a beer at four in the morning i mean we could but we would get fired <laughs> uh, <laughs> while we're consuming this content and I don't know. I hope for more spells. Maybe Alexa Bliss opens a temple to the ninth sub-level of hell. <laughs> and through uh, it comes Shayna Baszler. But she is the fiend now. Yeah. And everyone's changed. And it's awful. And can, can we stop talking about this, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go uh, Bliss versus Baszler. Catch as catch can. Uh, at hell in a cell. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alexa Bliss trading holds dressed as a nine-year-old. What the hell is this company? <laughs> so, well, regardless of your feelings regarding Lily and Little Miss Bliss, join us tomorrow as we review this tsunami of piss. This has been the Raw Preview. Would love to know everyone's thoughts on everything we've discussed, of course, on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for, hey, enjoy Raw, I guess. <laughs> you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, already out today, the NXT TakeOver review. Uh, and then later on today, we're going to be review, oh, sorry, yes, reviewing AEW Dynamite. And then tomorrow, of course, myself and the Dudley was re- reviewing Monday Night Raw. Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review instead of a god-awful Raw segment. But now it's got to the point where there's so many bad segments. We're like, well, we have to talk about this because this is the worst of the worst. We'll just skip, you know, Cedric Alexander's push being destroyed after two weeks or whatever it's sodding is. Anyway, this has been the Raw Preview. Hi, thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.